have you have you got a beverage? Do you wanna do you wanna hold the line? Just one moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold the line. Hold that line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. That's okay. I'm that was back. that was extremely long if you just had to go to the fridge, but extremely fast if you went to the brewery. <laughs> yeah. I well, I had to call out to Barry. Barry, do you want to have some beer? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so I uh, got him some as well. Anyway. Oh, uh, cool. So anyway, so what? Are, uh, yep. So we're doing our first Zoom podcast, first not in person podcast. I know. We're over Zoom. Yeah. Like he's got a giant microphone and a yep, huge a giant, headset. I've got. Yeah, it's it's quite a big. It's now, quite a where big. Is setup, it, but I, where is it hanging from? Is it, hello? it is hanging from a bookshelf above my computer. Ah, yeah, because I can't see the, what do they call it? The boom arm or whatever it is. No, you can't. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's like, I thought, like so, a, so Barry's not holding it holding over it. your, <laughs> holding it over your head. No, 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 he's not. It's quite big yeah. equipment, but I do have a big personality. So mm-hmm. anyway, you sound, you sound really good. Yeah. So this is our good. first remote episode. So I'm in the Hawke's Bay. Come down to visit Nikki's family because I won't be coming down for Christmas. So mm-hmm. here to do that. And uh, you're at home. I'm at home writing my blog. Oh, yes, yes. Yep. Which I need Pretty. to do. So you're my like, you're my shining star for what, how I want to be able to produce content. Amazing. Just always like I'm writing my blog. And then what do you know? Monday morning, the blog comes out and you're in my inbox. <laughs> Me? Actually, actually, you're right. <laughs> Me? Well, I've got an idea for a blog. <laughs> yeah, that, un- <laughs> that, uh, that awkward silence. I hadn't frozen. Yes. Yes, I know. That I wasn't was... sure. And I'm like, no, actually. <laughs> no, that's the reality of nothing, nothing happening after I say that I've got an idea for a blog. Not to say well, that I, I haven't. I Yes. Go. Just that in one of my, so I've got a couple of business groups, as you know, and I'm going into strategy mastermind with Jill. So it's just a one-on-one, but my other business coach, Shantae, I've told you about her maestro mafia group, which I am also joined for a year. And it's more of a sort of that sort of group support group basically a business support group. And one of the things we had to do is, is have a word for 2023. And my word is move, not necessarily physically, but just move on my ideas, move on what I say, mm. yep. do what I say I'm going to do. So there you go, Cameron, maybe you need to think of a, a, something which will be, you've got, I'm good because I'm like your little shining light of, oh, she does this, mm. but mm. Maybe something like that could help. Yeah. Know. Yep. First move is to just schedule, schedule it, schedule it in. And yep. um, if I schedule it in, then I will do it. So that's what I'll do as soon as I get off the call. I will schedule in yep. when I'm going to do it. And then I will do it. Well, yes. funny actually, because well, no, no more reflection on how I ended up doing this is that I actually just, when I got, my members starting to sign up one of the things i said to them is i'll write your weekly email every monday uh, yes. I have for like the last yes. eight years yep that's awesome yeah and, and that's not just for your members and, is it it's everyone on your email list gets it 
everyone on my email list and then I and then of course I can just repurpose it to my blog because I call it my blog but actually it's probably only a third of them make it to my blog so but then I've just got content I'll be able to put out there yep yeah cool 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 so that's done anyway today we're not in a brewery but I've got a beer in front of me and I sent you off to get one to get yours so I've got a sawmill Mm. East Coast IPA. Oh, lovely. <gasps> yeah. Juicy and tropical. That yes. just makes me want to drink. I feel so thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So the, the tricky thing about this, this one, yeah. is yeah. that I ordered it once in a bar, the Matacana Hotel, actually. So just around the corner oh. from, the, from the actual brewery. And they only, I said, oh, do you have any hazies? And they said, yes, they've got this as a hazy. And then they brought it out, and it doesn't actually say anywhere on the bottle that it's a hazy. That it's hazy? Yeah. Oh, so it's like, again? so then I, I was there. So it just says juicy yeah, it IPA. So then I was there by myself. So then I was like, yep. is this a hazy? I don't know, because <laughs> it doesn't say it's a hazy. I mean, it's juicy and tropical. So most hazies are juicy and tropical. So then I did that in my head for 10 minutes thinking, oh, should I say something or should should I just do what I normally do and just drink it and then, and then (laughs) not worry. And what if it's not very nice? What if it's not hazy? What if it's a lager? I don't like lagers. (laughs) So then I asked the lady and she's like, yes, it is a hazy. And then, so I'm only telling this boring story because I get, so Frank, brother-in-law knows that I like hazy. So he, yeah. he's, he drinks Spates. DB. Spates. The Spates man. Yep. Yeah. So he's more of a volume man than a, than a quality man. But um, I only have a couple, so I like the hazies. And yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not a judgment. Just an observation. And um, so then when, I arrived, when we arrived yesterday, he's like, oh, I got you some hazies. And then he brought it out and he looked at it before <laughs> he gave it to me. He's like, oh, sorry. I th- I'm sure I bought you a hazy. I'm sure I bought hazies. It doesn't say on there that it's a hazy at all. And then I'm oh, like, crazy. maybe is it not a hazy? But then I went to the fridge just now to get this one. And on the yep. box, it says hazy. There you go. Yep. So that's it. That's it. That's it. Now I'm going to, I might nice. have to listen this back to see whether I'm going to edit out that boring, that boring story or not, or. We'll keep it I wasn't, in. I didn't I didn't find it boring actually, but then I am a oh, I good. do I'm a bit of a storyteller, so I quite like listening to stories uh, yeah. so that I enjoy telling yep. them. Yeah. Oh, it was quite a good story. Yeah, that's hang good. On, hang uh, on. So I'll tell you. Let me just oh, yeah. hang on. Let me taste yep. it. And of course it's in a brown bottle. So you can't yeah. look you can't look at it to tell if it's hazy. Yeah, no, it's good. No. It t- tastes good. like a hazy. Hmm. Do you know what you could do though? You could what? pour it into a glass, then you'd know if it was hazy or not. Yep. Okay. You start telling me about yours. Got my headphones okay. on so Sorry. I can walk and listen. Okay, that's good. So I was just in New World, College Road, New World, trying to hunt out egg whites. They're nowhere, nowhere in Auckland. I've basically created a bit of a. Those eggs, oh, a those um, chickens are slacking. The they are slacking, and unfortunately, all of my Monday's Matter people now want the egg whites, so they're the ones that are getting them all all over the the uh, world. So anyway, oh. College Road. <laughs> your success, your success has ruined you. Ruined your ability. So I'm in College Road, New World. And then I remember, hey, these guys have got a pretty good 
craft beer selection. And in fact, 350 of them. It's oh, better wow. than a brewery. It's better than yeah. some sort of liquor land. So yeah. I go and get this Urbanaut, which I believe we were in Urbanaut last time that we, was it Urbanaut we were last in? Yes. Yep. Up, yeah, upstairs. Yep. Upstairs. So I ended up getting, and I can't remember trying this one. I ended up getting a delicious Bermuda Triangle Brute Double IPA featuring Enigma by HPA. So I feel like it's a little bit of a collab. Drink fresh, stay rad. It's quite high, 7.9%, my favorite. Ooh, too high for me. Yeah, I know. I know, you're a little bit of a lightweight, to be fair. I am. But you know me. Go hard or go home. But I'm already home. So (laughs) So you're doing both. (laughs) So I can, yeah, do both, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. So that's my beer. And I imagine... Mm, it's actually delicious. And do you know what was even more delicious is that I had a sausage about 20 minutes ago. And oh, so I had so that I. feeling of... So did I! Yeah! yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bloody delicious. It's so yeah. summer. So summer. Yeah. A beer Sausages. and a sausage. Yum. Yeah. Yum. Uh, oh, is that anyway. brute? That brute one, that's not like... No, 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 no. Remember in Urbanaut and there was the Miami... Oh, no, the yes. Miami, oh, the Brute or something, and we thought of Miami Wine Corner. Is that the same one? I don't think so one? because it's the it's a Bermuda Triangle. And, in fact, oh. maybe we did have this because I remember commenting on the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah. oh they all meld into one, to be honest. They were all delicious. Yeah, yeah. As yeah they were good. They were good. We'll have to yeah. go back then. Yeah, so uh, what should we talk about today? Um, some updates. What did we talk about last week? My webinar. Some more trip. Oh, the Samoa yes. webinars. So we talked about webinars. how a business coach said do one every day, do one every week. How's that and going, Cam? Oh, well, I haven't done one. I haven't done a second one yet. I've only done one, and that was six weeks ago. But I have six scheduled weeks, it. You mean about twelve weeks? Oh God. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. So I've scheduled it for for Wednesday, and I sent. I sent. Started sending in LinkedIn, mess- uh, sending out LinkedIn messages to coaches on LinkedIn, yep. inviting awesome. them to my webinar. And I sent an email out to my email list yesterday. Great. And so there's about there's about 4,000 people on that email list. Oh, that's awesome, Cam. Ho- uh, yeah, yeah. Hope- oh, so I built, built that up over 14 years. Oh, not since 2014, not 14 years. So mm. six or seven years worth of the email list. And then, so I've got about, probably about 20 people registered already. Just so the email went out this morning. So I was quite happy with how quickly people registered from the email. Fantastic. So that's good. So it does, it does pay to build up an email list over time. Mm-hmm. If, if anyone's, I don't, people, I don't think people still say this, but. I know when social was starting to get big, everyone was saying that email lists are dead and that no one wants to get an email from you anymore. That's complete rubbish. You know that. And and in fact, if anything, it's because of the algorithm changes, the things that you can't control on social, the one thing you can control is your email list and speaking to your audience. Whereas when you put something on Insta, 
maybe 10% of your audience will see it, maybe, you know? So yep. you've actually got a lot more control over that email. Yeah, yes. The, the more saturated social media has become, mm. more, the more people have said emails did just post on social media, the worse it has gotten, the better, the better email has got. So we should take a little tangent on this, actually. I'll come back to my webinar story. That's, this is the blog that I'm going to schedule to write, actually, is about owning owning your audience. So nice. especially with the volatility in social media at the moment. So mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, if you've been following what's happening with the social media platforms, revenues are down for those that rely on advertising mm-hmm. for their money. So mm-hmm. Facebook's revenues down, advertising revenue looks like they're going to lay off big percentage of their staff. Twitter's mm-hmm. going through a lot of stuff at the moment with Elon Musk taking over. Mm-hmm. They've, they're making some layoffs, making some big changes. So the biggest thing to take out of that is you never know what's going to happen with the audiences on those platforms. You don't have any control over it and you can see the things that have happened over time with the algorithm changes Especially when they look when someone like Facebook launched their fir- launched their advertising platform for the first first time, yeah. so engagement yeah. and reach just plummeted for those who weren't paying for ads because obviously they're going to push. There's only so much real estate to show stuff, so as soon as their people are paying for ads, all of that stuff's taking up that real estate that you had before. So if you were getting heaps yeah. of organic reach. And then as soon as they launched the advertising platform and you weren't paying for ads, then you were just, your reach just, you know, plummeted. So just an example of you have no real control over that in your audience. So you should own your audience. And the best two ways to do that, your email list, mm-hmm. where no one's ever, emails like an open platform. No one owns email, only, only email hosting, but the email itself you can take anywhere. Uh, and your website. So mm-hmm. generating demand creating content on your website to get people into your email list and no one can really either take no one can really take those two things away from you mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yes always so not to say that you shouldn't be on social media doing all of the, doing all of the doings but to own your audience and then and, uh, podcast as well yes podcast another, another yeah yeah, and yep, the the thing that is shared across those three platforms is the technology. The technology mm. is open, so no, mm. it's not proprietary. Podcasts use the RSS technology, really simple syndication. Is that what it's called? Could be wrong, but mm. and and then email uses email protocol, and websites use whatever web protocols HTTP and HTTPS, which is all open, not owned by anyone. So that's yeah. why those things are things are really important because you can you can own them and you can take them wherever you want to take them. Can I I'll add in a couple of opinions on this as well in terms of your use on social media and how you engage with the platforms because a lot of people you see sort of throw their toys a little bit with the algorithm changes and the fact that their audience doesn't see things and you often see people actually throw their toys or they tell off their audience for not engaging like you if you want me to continue to provide this free content you're going to have to like and share and Mm, save and, and all the rest of it 
And I just think because there is so much you can't control in it, what you can control is your engagement and your consistency. And you just have to be consistent with it. And I know that right now TikTok is apparently blowing up and a lot of people are moving to TikTok in addition to say Instagram and, mm. and Facebook to help engage audiences over there. And, and I think that's great for people who have the bandwidth for yet another social media platform. But my strategy at this point in time is not to go to another platform to then engage with that because I've still got a lot of stuff I can do to grow on Instagram, for example. So I'm not at 160,000 followers. Also, I don't necessarily think I need to in order to be successful, but I think it's just yeah. show up for the audience that is there for you and enjoy that stuff and just be consistent. So thinking about these social media platforms, you don't want to optimize for the metrics that work for the social media platforms. So the metrics that work for the social media platforms are the likes and comments mm. are mm. good for the social media platforms because they keep people on the platform. I guess what I mean by not optimizing for likes is, for example, don't just put up a famous quote and say something like, like if you agree with this quote, because you'll get probably heaps of likes for that, especially if it's a good quote that everyone's going to agree with and people like to see quotes and go, yeah, I like that, and then not do anything. So, yeah. and sometimes you can put up a post that's really impactful when you might not get that many likes or comments because in reality, if you're really helping someone, it requires them to go off and do something in the real world. So sometimes you might not even know that you've put up a post or a video or something that's been really helpful to someone and they've gone off and done something that's made their life better. But mm -hmm. they obviously, they're not going to then come back and find that post and then like, like it and then say, this changed my life or whatever. So sometimes the yeah. deeper and more impactful things that you can share on social media gets the less engagement because it requires time and for someone to go off and actually do something about it. So yeah, true. That's it. That's all. Nice. So yeah, back to my webinar. So email list. So always have an email list. Start building one up now slowly if you don't have one. That would be my advice yeah. anyway. Don't have to. My last webinar, I think I ended up with 50 or something in the end. So I think I'll probably get this mm -hmm. about the same registered. Mm -hmm. But um thing about these is, you know, I might get 50 registered, but then I might only get 15 come, which is cool. I'll be stoked but if I get 15 people come. And actually, from a percentage perspective, you expect maybe about 10% of people, actually, yeah. is, is the sort of industry standard. Yeah, yeah, because I had, yeah. not a freak out, but with my webinar that I did before my latest program, I had like, I only had, I had 10% of the people who registered come, and I'm like, oh, that's actually a bit down on what I normally see, but then it was reiterated to me that actually that's fairly normal, so just don't worry about it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, and you can easily think, oh, man, no one likes me or something if people don't, if, you, if you're not, if you don't know what those metrics are, or you don't ex yeah. expect to know, you know, what those things are, so... Whenever I, so I've quite often talked to coaches who, who might be doing some e-commerce stuff for the first time. So they're like, oh, you know, I've got, you know, I've got 500 or a thousand people who follow me on social or whatever. 
and they often think that then they'll be able to like post their new product or service or something and get like, you know, a hundred people buy their stuff or whatever, but you might be very lucky to get like between one and 3% of, of conversions for an audience. And that's a really engaged audience even. Mm, yeah. So, you know, your audience needs to be pretty big for each time you send something out for them, to, for people to to buy something. So you, know, you shouldn't freak out if you only get like a 3% conversion rate of people actually buying mm. something when people have seen it. So, yeah, Great. and that number's, that number's probably going down rather than up as well, just because the more social media platforms there are, the more people who are, pushing stuff online the harder it is to get your your fair share of that audience but that just means you know you have to be good and you have to be consistent and the longer you've been doing it the more advantage you'll have than trying to break into it now Mm. yeah hey yeah so sorry i i was late to the call my bloody ssl certificate which is you know when you go to a website there's a little padlock on the address bar so every domain name needs like a an SSL certificate. So mm-hmm. if you're a training tool customer, you get that for free. Plug mm-hmm. for training tool. Mm. Is that you know if you've got a website, then you get your SSL certificate for free. And I mean, I say that, but most of the hosting platforms give it for free now as well. Anyway, so that's what that little green padlock on your in the address bar on your website. Is it's your SSL certificate, so secure sockets yeah. layer or something. I won't go into anything more technical. But what happens is you buy it, then it either auto-renews depending on what platform you're using, or you have to go and renew it after a year, after a year. So I think a year's the longest that you can get it to last because the shorter it is, the more likely it is to be secure. So that the more often it changes, the less likely anyone is to, to hack into it. So it just means everything's encrypted. So if anyone is putting credit cards into your website and stuff like that, it's all encrypted as it goes over the wire. So mine had aired when it was a renewing at lunchtime today. So I got an mm. email message from one of my coaches saying, oh, I've got this funny error on my, you know, coaching business dot training app.com. So you get your own domain like that. And then I was like, oh, what's it? Yes, I went in. So the auto renewal had failed for some reason. So I couldn't get it to work. So then I had to go and buy another, a brand new certificate. And I'd paid for five years worth of them. Mm. Yeah. So the new one was like 300 US dollars or something like that. So it's a bit of of a pain because I couldn't get the one I'd already paid for to work and I couldn't just leave it how it was. Um, So is that one certificate for one? coaching website or is it for a range so, for a number of your customers is it all of us so not you yeah so it was just my training app.com domain so mm. for every coach who has their own so you've got mickeywilladin.com mm-hmm. so we create an a sep, a individual and separate one for you because you've got your own domain so yeah a certificate can't can well it can be shared across all the domains but we create one for everyone's domain. So anyway, that's a bit of a bummer because you don't want anyone going to the coach's website and getting that error thinking that it's dangerous or it's been hacked or something where it hasn't. It, it hasn't. It's just the browser warning you that the certificate has expired even though it actually still works. But yeah. it does seem scary 
because well, the message is all red and horrible looking and people freak out even though there isn't actually well, that much danger to it but wrong. you just can't have it can't have that happening yeah so just another thing that pops up mm. so what's your week looking like now your monday's matter is coming close to an end a couple of weeks left is it or does it end just before christmas a couple of weeks no, got a couple of weeks left, but we'll sort of not necessarily on the food front, but we've got a Christmas advent calendar going that obviously started on 1st of December. So that will go beyond the length of the program. So we'll just continue to engage then. However, small spanner in the works for probably anyone in our situation where you face-to-face clients, you're self-employed, is that of course, as I said to you, I've been called up for jury service on Monday. Yes. And the letter said I could be called in for two weeks as well if I got on a, if they chose me for the trial that lasted two weeks. And I've already deferred once. And so I can't defer again. So I had to, I emailed out all my clients for next week, giving them a heads up. I'd already taken the Monday off, but giving them the heads up that I may need to reschedule their appointment times if I'm chosen for a jury and if I'm actually chosen for the two week jury, I mean, Hey, who knows? Someone's got to do it. Right. And I was very resistant to the idea of it at all up until about two days ago, but for the two week jury, I actually am going to plead. Uh, I'm going to guilty um, put my case forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plead guilty. I realize that plead is not the right word. Actually, when I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going to put my case forward to the, jury service people that actually it would be financially very difficult for me to do this because I have a seminar and a conference booked in the Hawke's Bay for the week after next which had been scheduled for months before I knew that I would be called up potentially to do it so I think that I would actually get off on that but if for example I get chosen for a jury that would last five days I've had to reschedule my clients because and this is the thing when you are self-employed, like it's actually, it's quite a financial hit even for a week to just, because one, not only do you have to, are you not able to see the clients that you would have otherwise seen, you either have to reschedule them for later or in and around that. So in fact, your days then extend well beyond your usual working day. So you can actually just get a bit frazzled. And, but then also I'm due to go down to Queenstown on Thursday for the for a running trip and so what I've also done is is just re just had to purchase another flight for Friday later on which is fully refundable so actually that's a good thing I just paid for the fully refundable flight and if I don't need it I then that's fine but Mm. but I've just basically had to reschedule things but actually importantly I've now accepted I've just thought I'm stop I'm not resisting it the way I was like four days ago because I think that if I resist yep. it so much, then it's just karma. I will be chosen. So, so I actually feel better now that I've got plans in place in case I need to spend the week out. But, but I legitimately couldn't do a two week trial. Like financially, it's just in and work professionally, it's I, there's no way I can do it. So I'm hoping that my case could be could be off because before that I was even thinking, shit, could, could I fake COVID? actually no I can't do that I can't do that someone also had though I've gotten lots of messages from people saying just look as right-winged as possible and they were like 
they will boot you. So I'm going to get Richard Preble's book out of the library and take it with me. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that if it makes you feel any better, there's no way I would put you in my jury. <laughs> no, I'm way too biased. I, I totally. Yeah. Right, no, so I just, you I'm just, just look gonna... untrustworthy. <laughs> I am going to on Monday. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to wear makeup. I'm going to put on a dress. I'm going to have my copy of the economist magazine with me yes. and i'm going to be reading in the room and i'm just going to cross my fingers but then hey if i'm chosen then i'll just enjoy the experience do your duty do my do duty. duty it's what they call it jury duty i'm that surprised I, I haven't been called I, I i was called once when i was very young i must have been in my early 20s mm. you know, but uh, i think i got out of it somehow did you end up going uh, to might have had exams or something. Might have been an e- yeah. and might have been an easy out. Yeah. Mm. Do you know so. I'd be I'd be totally fine to do it if, for example, I was employed and and I could get covered from my employer for the loss of work time. But the re- I saw this this meme and I'll read it to you. We could put it even in the show notes, but it did make me laugh. It was by this guy called Soul Nate, and it said. Jury duty is a wild concept. Whenever the government wants, they can just be like, call off work, bestie. We need you to solve a murder. Here's $15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. It is classic and so true. It is yeah. so true because you get like $31. Yeah, that's funny. It isn't about the money, but actually when you're no, losing no. several thousand dollars, it is about the money. It is, yeah. And I guess that's because what? what you know, if you're if you're employed in a business, you know, a small, medium, large business or whatever, all of that stuff's built into the way they pay out their salaries, you know, just like they yeah. build in the holidays and all of that stuff. So it's important when you go into business yourself, you need to start to try and create that margin in your own business where it's like, oh, yep, yeah, I need to earn enough where some you know that sometimes things are going to happen and you're not going to be able to work and you're not going to get the revenue that you thought you were going to get and my business isn't it's not as obvious for me because most of my revenue is recurring anyway but every week I take off means I haven't worked on growing the business so whatever my revenue will you know three months so I think it's like it feels to me after doing this for a while, when you're doing like a subscription-based business that whatever you do, sales and marketing now, you'll only see the effects of it like in 90 days or something mm. like that, you know, just sales mm. sales cycles and stuff. So, yeah, so whatever, if take a week off now, it's a week less of impact you would have made on the bottom line in 90 days from now. So it's not as obvious, but it's definitely there. So... It's a bit like not saving for your pension, actually. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's important. It doesn't feel like no. it's that, that it makes that much of a difference. But No, it does. I, I need yeah, to work yeah. in the special leave concept. And the reality is it's actually it's less about the money and more about the bummer that I'm that I may not be able to go to Queenstown on Thursday. That is the thing that I'm most bummed about. Because, in yeah. fact, when I sent the email out to my clients and I, I just went, right, I'm just going to have to do some long days. No worry. And, you know, Cam, I'm good at getting up early and I can, you know, push on through in the evening time. And 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 I've got eight of 13 people have already come back to say, oh, well, we'll just reschedule to New Year, which actually is fine. 
And, Mm. or, yep, I can do this hour or this hour. And I'm in fact seeing someone tomorrow as well. So we can make it work, but it's, it's that for whatever reason, I was very resistant and it was all I could think about. And now that I've got these things in place, I just feel so like, I just feel so much more. I'm like, actually, it's not the end of the world. It's not stopping me from doing anything in particular. So just deal. Yep. Well, good luck with that. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What else? It's the district court, not the high court anyway. Thank you. All right. So what else is happening on the business front? So things tend to wind down a bit, I guess, say, coming into Christmas. So you... What what are you what are your bookings you like your one on one bookings wind down a bit? People no, people going on oh, no because oh, no, they need someone to talk to because they've just been to seven Christmas parties in three weeks. <laughs> exactly, that is need exactly to figure, right. I need to figure out how to manage that. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's and in fact, so we've got our Mondays Matter Shreddary edition coming out in February. So. Yes. Because we're spending a you know a bit of time over Christmas away, and I don't want Barry to spend yet another holiday having to do the Mondays Matter workbook, we are making a push to have all of that done by the end of by Christmas. And then, of course, in my business, in fact, the the down period. And I wonder if it's a lot. I think it's the same for a lot of people in my industry. Is that March actually tends to be fairly quiet, and then almost every March and April, I'm like where have all my clients gone? And then that ramps up again. But this time of year is actually, people are, are, are trying to get in for a consult prior to Christmas. And then my post-Christmas consults tend to fill up, mm. which I'm thankful uh, cool. for. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. So so it's quite funny. I've had years, because I've been doing this for a few years now, like over Christmas where I've had lots of new customers come on board. I think it might have something to do with how a lot of coaches are part-time. So they might be taking, you know, they might be off work. So they're taking the time to get a bit more set up with like a coaching platform, maybe to move into the new year, being a little bit more organized or whatever. And if if they're working full-time, they don't have time to do that during the year. So I'm hoping that maybe that will happen. So, but a fun, strangely, November was quite a, a month of quite a lot of churn for me. So ah. I lost quite a few customers for some reason, not sure why yet, which isn't, which another thing I'm working on, which is part of the frame, one of the frameworks in my coaching group is the cancellation flow framework. Yeah. Where if someone goes in and cancels, you just take them through this framework where you just get them to answer a few questions on their, on their yeah. way out, like an exit interview. So you yeah, can yeah. find out the reasons of why they cancelled. So if it is anything, it's not, you know, some there's lots, there's a million different reasons why someone might end up cancelling. But if there is something that's under our control, then hopefully that'll pick that up so you can change it, you know, because these that's things great. often go, if no one tells you about these things, my never know so well i got an interesting email this week from someone let's just call her amanda who responded can we call to her karen they sale can we call yeah, her karen? Call karen yeah, yeah. i have a couple of good friends called karen though oh no let's okay let's go with amanda yeah okay and and i sent her I, I you know did the global black friday sales email and then she emailed me back and said clearly you're always about the money aren't you because 
I signed up to a program and I couldn't even log in and you never helped me, didn't notice and you're not very helpful and I'm, I'm telling my friends I'm never recommending you. And had that been me five years ago getting that email, I would have been mortified and ruminating over it for days and actually can. I looked at it and I almost laughed. I just thought, yeah, that is not me at all. So I emailed her back and said, how? And I said, hey, Amanda, this is really unusual because we have a number of things in place that try and catch people who don't log in so we can communicate and and make sure that you've got everything that you need if you're struggling. And I said, you know, did you create an account? Because that's how mm, we would know. Yep. Did you join the Facebook group? Because that's how we would know. She was part of September, Mondays Matter September. And, and did you try to contact me? So I was aware of this, never heard a thing. Mm. And which but literally like, I just, I, I just thought that was the most, the weirdest email. And Hey, some, sometimes people can't get out of their own way. And I don't think that person is me. No, no, exactly. And you need to capture those things when you can to fix the things that are broken but you know you can't go for the lowest i'm not trying to judge amanda here but you know you can't build things out for the lowest common denominator and to build in every single little thing that could go wrong to to make sure that everyone is like 100 percent happy so all you can do is iterate and we've you and i've been doing this for for years now, like iterating slowly as things come up that it, that people report back, which is great actually when people report back and say it was difficult or I couldn't figure this out or whatever. And then we totally. probably change dozens and dozens of things in the sign-up process and in the flow and it's never going to be perfect. And as we build more things into the platform and you add more stuff as well, like new things will come up all the time. So it's good that you get feedback, but sometimes yeah. sometimes other p- people have other things going on that makes it sound like it, like it's worse than it really is, you know. So she might have gotten to a point where either she wasn't sure what the next step was or there could have been an error or something didn't happen and, you know, just wasn't the right time for her or whatever and things didn't work out. And then she got your email and was still annoyed about that. But it's not... When people get really annoyed like that over such a small thing that could easily have been rectified if you'd just followed up earlier. Yeah. I guess it's, you know, people are struggling with other things in their lives that make them lash out sometimes. And the worst yeah. thing you can do a business is take those things personally, regardless totally. of how valid you, valid their concerns are. Absolutely. And I was pleased with my my genuine response to it is that Mm. I knew immediately that I'm not just out for the money. You know, like, you know, I did not question my value system at all. And and I felt sorry that she didn't actually let me know earlier because she had purchased a program in September and it is December now. Mm. But she didn't let me know earlier because there was much that we could have done to help her overcome those obstacles. So, and equally, there were a number of steps, like probably five that she may have come across 
in her journey with us that would have possibly overcome that obstacle. But some, you just have to want it as well. Yeah. So yep. it wasn't just, yeah. So I think that's another thing as well. When people say things like the customer is always right, that's not true. The customer is not always right. No, 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 that's true. Yeah. Um. All right, cool. On that, Cam. Yeah, what's up for up? the rest? What's... Yep, what's up for the rest of the, uh, I was going to say Sunday, but it's not Saturday. So I Barry is going to see Big Thief, which is a band I'm not interested in seeing. So I am. Well, Barry only loves bands that no one else has ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and do you know who he shares that with? Bevan. Uh, yes, yes, a couple of music, music snobs. snobs. They should go out for a beer and talk about how everyone else's taste in music is terrible. Well, that's in fact what they're doing at seven o'clock before they go to their concert. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> good on them. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. So, so I will be finishing up my email blog, and it's a really good one, actually. You know, I'm finding lots of really good research, but it's also really practical. And I'm also taking my blog and doing an Instagram live on that tomorrow. So, I'm just prepping for that as well. And uh, we'll also have dinner and might watch something on Netflix. Oh, also, cool. Did another sub 20 at Park Run. Oh, yes. Excellent. So I need to get into the pub, the park runs and do a sub 20 myself. I think that should be a good goal for me. I think so, Cam. It would be great just just because it's such a, it's not a, if I say low hanging fruit, I don't mean, I don't mean that it's so easy. Anyone can do it. But what I mean is that it's a very low barrier to entry and you will only improve if you do it, regardless of how soon it takes you to do sub 20. You know, it might take you, Four weeks, it might take yep. you four months, but ultimately you'll be improving along the way, which is always such a good yep. feeling. Yeah, and it's good for a short race like that because you can have short cycles of um feedback of feedback, you know, do yep. one and you don't have, yep. you know, you don't do have to do another three months of training and then two weeks of recovery or something to figure out what to do next. So exactly. yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go and see what the Fano is doing for afternoon drinks probably and then a nice dinner. Sounds great. All Enjoy right. the bay. Yeah, and good luck for jury duty. I will keep you informed. All right. All right. Catch you. See ya. Bye.